few stars shined brighter in the 1980s than Michael J. Fox. From his breakthrough role as Alex P. Keaton, the Reagan-loving child of ex-hippies on Family Ties. This is a sin against capitalism. (laughs) To his part as an angsty adolescent in Teen Wolf. I was hoping it would pass you by. Well, Daddy, it didn't pass me by. It landed on my face. What the hell? To the time-hopping, skateboarding, DeLorean-driving Marty McFly in the classic sci-fi movie Back to the Future. Wait a minute, Doc. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine... When the 90s rolled around, Michael J. Fox was still one of the top names in showbiz. But in 1991, after a night of heavy drinking, Fox noticed that something was off. I placed my left hand across the bridge of my nose to block the sunlight. A moth's wing fluttered against my right cheek. I put my hand in front of my face so I could finger flick the little beastie across the room. That's when I noticed my pinky. A tremor was developing in his left pinky finger. It was an early symptom of what Fox would later learn was Parkinson's disease, a diagnosis that would change the course of his life. The trembling was a message from the future. Consider this. For years, Parkinson's disease has threatened to tear Fox down, but he keeps on getting up. After the break, Fox tells me about the meaning he found in sharing his disease with the world. From NPR, I'm Sasha Pfeiffer. It's Thursday, May 18th. It's Consider This from NPR. When Michael J. Fox describes his Parkinson's disease in his new documentary, He's extremely blunt. He has said, and I'm censoring this slightly for our younger listeners, Parkinson's didn't just kick me out of the house, it burned the house down. I talked with him recently about his life these days, and he told me every day with the disease is different. He woke up and he had two noses. We had two noses, next day we had nine noses. Tongue sticking out of your ear. You can see he hasn't lost the sense of humor that made him famous. He says his joking started as a defense mechanism. When I was a kid, I was so small, and I was always getting chased around and beat up, which is why I was fast and why I was funny as much as I could be. If you make a big guy laugh, he's not less uh, inclined to beat you up. A warning here that Fox uses some swear words during this interview. His documentary includes many funny clips from his many funny movies. And as you watch some of them now, you realize that when he was on screen in the 90s, He was hiding a tremor developing in his left hand. He did that by fidgeting a lot and keeping that hand busy. But eventually, he couldn't conceal it anymore. I was getting to a place, I was doing Spin City, and I couldn't hide it anymore. And I had press, uh, certain media people at my heels. And and besides, I just wanted to relax and just as much as that doesn't make sense with Parkinson's. I wanted to just give myself a break and see what happened. So I did, and I told Barbara Walters and People Magazine and, and everybody in the world knew. Um, and then I, I, I went online, and, and um, I discovered that there was a great appetite in the patient community for Parkinson's for someone to come in and, and take that lead. And, uh, and I, they, they almost celebrated it when, when, I, when I announced. And people said, did that bug you? And I said, no. And it endeared me to them. It endeared them to me, I should say. I thought, of course they want a champion. So... I, I just started to do some research and found out more about one of the things of being open 
uh, gave me was the opportunity to meet with doctors, meet with scientific community, meet with researchers, and, and not have to worry about blowing my cover. So that was good. And then as I got more involved, I thought, this is something I really want to dedicate the better part of my life to, because I really felt it was a ne- neglected community. And from what I heard, the science was ahead of the money, that, that there was opportunities that we just couldn't pay for. So I thought, well, I'll see what we can do about that. And so I dedicated most of my time henceforth and to, to research and to funding here. In terms of the kind of um, details of your life that you share, in a lot of the documentary, you have an obvious injury on your cheek. And you eventually explain that you fell and your face hit a piece of furniture. And you explain that some people say, Michael, be careful. And, and you say it's not about being careful. It's about Parkinson's. It seems like you've advanced to a more grim stage of this disease to have to deal with that so often. Well, and, and now the um, the broken cheekbone seems so quaint compared to some of the stuff I've dealt with in the last couple months, the last couple of years. I, um, I had spinal surgery, which was not related to Parkinson's, but I had to do a, a tumor, a benign tumor in my spine. And from that, I, the, the way it connected was I had to learn to walk again. And I was already dealing with Parkinson's and making my walking difficult. So that was, that was compound. And so I fell, I broke my arm. Then I broke my other arm. I broke my elbow. I broke my, my shoulder, dislocate, dislocated both shoulders, had one replaced. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting something. It was just a litany of damage. So you, it's kind of frustrating because people say, be careful. And you say, I am being careful. And then you... And they walked down the hallway and see a lion on the floor. And, uh, you know, I screwed up. But I don't really believe I screwed up. It's very difficult to, to, to place feet when you have no sense of what they feel like or where they're going. It's, a, it's, it's hard to, it, when, I, when I have an opportunity to do interviews like this, it's always difficult to, to express, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it it's even makes you sad sometimes. And sometimes it makes you angry. But it's, but it's my life, and I'm uniquely equipped to live this life. I'm uniquely equipped to mine it for the, for the gold that's in it, and I don't mean I don't mean money. I mean gold, real meaning and purpose, and um and so for that I'm so grateful, and and when I say I don't want to mess it up for people, I I want to say having recognized that I see what this could mean, I see what this could do. This is the progress we've made in the last twenty years. Uh, it's it's astounding. When you said you're uniquely qualified to do this, you mean because of you have the platform and the resources to do it. And the disease, um, I think, I think that's the thing that I always tell patients that as wonderful as their doctors are, and I really believe some of these people are saints, such great people, uh, mine included, and they work so hard to find to get to the bottom of everybody's unique individual uh, story. But um, but I always remind patients that when all's said and done, you're the expert. You know what you're going through, and and to the extent that you want answers about that, express them. And, 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 and you'll find that your doctors are usually pretty pretty willing to go there with you and, and, and sort these things out. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a full-time job, um, but, but it's, uh, it's satisfying. It's rewarding. I, 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 my, my tone, uh, that's the other thing about Parkinson's is the, the cement face. Right, it, it immobilizes your face in a way. Yeah, same thing vocally. You're like, boy, this is the best news I ever heard in my life. Oh, this is really exciting. <laughs> Very flat. Very flat. So I'm having a good time, if you can tell or not. The filmmaker, Davis Guggenheim, has said that the only thing you asked of him 
when he was making this documentary was no violins. What did you want him to avoid doing? It's funny because she said, first he thought I said no violence. <laughs> you thought you said no violence? Yeah, how violence would fit into this story, I don't know. <laughs> Other than physical, you know, floor upon head violence. Um, but, um, yeah, and then we talked about it. And, and what I meant was violence. What I meant was there's, there's a thing that I found with, and I had a chance to do this in, in, the, in the aughts and in the teens. When I did some um, guest shots on, on various shows playing characters that in some way were challenged. And um, one of them was uh, on Rescue Me, Dennis Leary's show, uh, where I played a, a former extreme athlete who, who was in a banal kind of car crash, but he became paralyzed. And, and he was angry, and I, I did a character on a good wife who was a, a lawyer who uses symptoms, his Parkinson's symptoms, to, to manipulate juries. And um, I love I loved those characters because... Quite frankly, and I know you're going to say, well, you can't say this on your show, but I'm going to say it anyway. People with disabilities can be assholes, too. And it's important to know that. It's important to know that we're all humans and we're all, we're all going through the same thing. And that person you see struggling with the um, wheelchair on the curb still has to make their, their rent. That, you know, the real, real world issues um, besides the ones that are unique to them. You, know, you, you see sometimes in, in, in movies and television, someone... Uh, with a disability, struggling to perform some normal task like tie their shoelaces or something. And, and as they struggle and as they hit the bunny ear through the hole, the music starts to swell and it's violin, the concerto, and builds up until the moment of success and they've got a tied-up shoelace and the, the music is soaring. And um, I, don't, I don't like that. At the end of the film, as the credits are rolling... There's a beautiful song. Vampire Weekend? Yeah, exactly. That was it. It's, uh, in fact, someone wrote it down for me. Harmony Hall. I'm, I'm sorry, but I hadn't heard it before. Yeah. But it's gorgeous. It's, uh, I don't live like this. I don't want to die. Yeah, that line. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. And I thought, how much is that channeling your own thinking? Well, it's great. I wrote about that in my last book, about that concert. Uh, I can always summon up that memory of Tracy next to me. Your uh, wife. In, in Madison Square Garden, dancing to that song. Thinking, yeah, damn right. I don't want to look like this, but I sure as hell don't want to die. I mean, with all this, all these riches and this family and this love, um, I mean, that's what it really comes down to. I mean, there's still a lot of people I love and a lot of people love me, so where am I going? I know where to go. I'll be with them. Wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. That's Michael J. Fox. His new documentary is still a Michael J. Fox movie, now streaming on Apple TV+. Thank you. This is a wonderful documentary. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. It's Consider This from NPR. I'm Sasha Pfeiffer.